loudly. All right. Not sure what the theme is for today. Where are we up to? The eighth? Oh, who knows what day it is anymore? It's crazy, I tell you. It's crazy. Well, we got through the epiphany. Oh, that was something. Okay. Let's see. Where are we at today? Uh, all right. Not sure what day it is. I think it's the eighth. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Let's see what we're going to uh, do today. I'm going to open up the chat room. If you want to join the chat, simply go to Blog Talk Radio. If you're not already a member, become a member. It doesn't cost anything. And give yourself a shamelessly self-promoting name. It could be your name. It doesn't matter. And uh, we'll uh, play it from there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, what, what are we in the mood for? Uh, have a little starting our day with Afterbirth Monkey. I love this duo. They're really very clever and fun. So we're going to start our day with Afterbirth Monkey. You can find them on CD Baby. Life is tough in NYC, though it's our home sweet home. When life's a grind, we seem to find the urge to roam. Let us leave our home aside for opportunity. Let's pack the car and take a ride. From sea to shining sea, together. Cross-country highway, pedestrians, you and me, traveling the nation, looking at the landmarks. And falling into tourist jobs and leaving lots of bodies on the way. Yay! This is going to be so much fun. Wait, wait, 
Yes. But I thought that you said that we were going on a murder spree, we were going to do something less messy, like, I don't know, like find a bunch of people with heart conditions and make them ride a roller coaster or uh, like, like, just like, just like choke somebody until they like get lightheaded enough that they like pass out and bonk their head on the on a bathtub. Look, I don't have the upper body strength to strangle anyone to death just to orgasm. But I, I pass out at the sight of blood. Look, all I know is I packed a bag full of knives and two matching Hello Kitty ponchos for us. Aww. Oh, looks so cute. I know. All right, but you gotta promise me that if I pass out, that you will catch me. Absolutely. And drop, drop the knife. knife. The, the body count grows higher every day. Yay! you said salty snacks, you meant things like like Cheddar Bay Biscuits or uh, 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 Chex Mix. Well, listen, there's really no caloric value in consuming human flesh. You know, we're doing it for the ritual. You know, you like, you see someone and you see the light go out of your eyes and then you consume them and you gain their strength and it's all about giving your strength. You know, it's about, it's about the strength. It's not about the salt. It's about the strength. But I don't know that I'm 100% capable of consuming human flesh. Look. All I know is I bought a hot plate that plugs into a cigarette lighter and my own personal copy of To Serve Man. Oy vey. We're gonna eat the people that we slay. they do to gay people in jail? The same thing they do to straight people in jail. Butt but stuff. stuff. Oh. <sighs> Look, listen, all I know is we are never going to get famous singing comedy music. Ouch! Listen, I know, I know, we have a great, we have a great studio, we're having a really good session, but it's just not enough, you know, diminishing returns. We're not going to be on the radio singing about butts, Okay. I just figure that this road trip could be our opportunity to put ourselves on the map. Literally. Literally. Ah, man. I guess I just always thought that we would get famous with, like, a, I don't know, you know, like, we could, like, have, like, a, a, a cologne line. Uh, well, no one's ever going to want to spray themselves with afterbirth anything. We, we, we could get famous with a sex tape. Ew, no. Ew. No offense. 
nice, but no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look through the glass. Cross-country trips, they don't come cheap, which you and I both know. With the price of gas, we're on our ass, cause we don't have the dough. With an audience like this, that makes us feel sublime. No need to load up for the road, we can slaughter on our dime. Afterbirth Monkey, and now some Apple Sisters. Hello, handsome, how do you do? Hello, handsome, what a brew. Hello, handsome, care to both live handsome coffee roaster. If you need a cup today of the best-looking brew, got some hot and pepper java just for you. The most attractive coffee you've ever seen. coffee to be so handsome? Yeah, it must be real difficult and complicated. It's just three easy steps. Step one, Dee Dee, we start with science to make our coffee so darn handsome. Wow, we science? Every unattractive bean goes through our vintage, fully restored and customized Probot UG22 coffee roaster and comes out handsome. Ooh. Careful, it's science. Science was tricky. Step two, perky, perky, percolator. Say, how do you get the handsome from the bean? Our world champion barista wrangles the handsomeness right out of the bean. Wow, that's one hot brew. Want to wrangle me too? Step three, trim, trim, trippity, trump, Finally, the most important part. Service with a smile and slip up the handsome. Mmm. Heavenly, it's the second coming of coffee. Wow, this coffee's so handsome, even I'm attracted to it. Mm. Is it me or the coffee that's so hot? It's definitely the coffee. Ah, oh, nuts. No, beans. I love flicking beans. Every cup starts right here in glamorous, sunny Los Angeles, Hollywoodland, California. Handsome coffee. They've got beans and brawn. Aw, oh, heck, let's just sing about it. Put some hot, handsome coffee to your lips. Get better looking with every sip. Try the most attractive coffee we ever seen. It's the handsome, roasted coffee bean. It's the handsome, roasted coffee bean. Hello, handsome. Handsome coffee. Coffee made handsome. Hello, handsome. Warning, may cause sudden effects of handsomeness and good lookingness. Oh, hey, here we go. Hello, Green Beasley. Out of the room and vor, vor, pull a bite. <laughs> Welcome to the room, to the chat room. If you have anything to promote, just post in the chat. I'll read it off. Let me see. Speaking of promoting some th- upcoming things, 
um, health and well-being, Mark Stevens helps people overcome bad habits like overeating, smoking, touching your face too much in this time of COVID, insomnia, and more with Mind Free, the latest affordable app for Apple and Android. Go to mindfreeapp.com, mindfreeapp.com. And uh, he's also got a free video on his uh, website if you want to check that out. Also, 2021 Urban Pop Breakout Artist. Okay, he's coming to be a guest on my show as well as Mark Stevens coming up uh, in the next couple weeks. Let's see, what do we got? Uh, Here we go. Urban Pop Breakout Artist. Sorry, I had to go back and read it. Get ready for a rising urban pop singer, songwriter, and performer, D.C. At uh, 17, he's trilingual, Miami-based, and breaks into the scene with a full-page ad in Billboard, January and Rolling Stone, February. Check out www.dicimusic.com, dicimusic.com, and all social platforms. A little warning, it's uh, for mature teens. There is some profanity, but it's fun music, okay? Ideal for kids uh, and grown-ups 13 and up. You could be a grown-up and still be 13 and up, okay? Okay, one more thing. We got yoga for CEOs, high-powered politicians, and professionals. Keep it together by subscribing to www.executiveyoga.fit, executiveyoga.fit, very easy to remember, with TV personality author and instructor Edward Vilga, helping C-suites and numerous professionals de-stress with Zoom. You know, you do it by Zoom. Everything's by Zoom now. In just 12 minutes a day for eight weeks, no incense, no chanting. Namaste, yoga for CEOs, executiveyoga.fit. Okay, we got a lot of fun, fun things coming up here. Uh, speaking of which, I want to play one of my favorite. It's a little bit long piece, but it's by uh, writer, storyteller, uh, Taylor Negron, uh, also an actor, if you remember him, <laughs> from Fast Times at Richmond High. He comes in, he's the pizza guy. He's in so many films, and that's what he remembers by. But I want to play this for you, little piece. So grab that coffee. Please welcome Taylor Negron. I was born in Los Angeles in a house in a canyon that was in a nest of palm trees that casted these thin, unmoving shadows like prison bars. It was very California Gothic. I I am very California Gothic. I am the child of those people that you used to see in the ads for cigarettes in the back of Life magazine. Those handsome people that were always wearing terry cloth robes and, and penny loafers, smoking cigarettes, looking like they just heard the funniest joke of their life. The Marlboro man met the Virginia Slims woman and had me. (laughs) It's very California Gothic to have your best friend's mother, who is a movie star, keep her cracked Oscar in the kitchen next to the salt and the cumin and the cumadin. It's very California Gothic to see Joan Didion crying at the wheel of her green Jaguar on Moorpark below Ventura. 
It's very California Gothic to have a cousin who is a rock star. My cousin is Chuck Negron, the lead singer for the group Three Dog Night. And he bore a startling resemblance to Charles Manson. <laughs> now, when you were a kid like me in 1970, growing up in Los Angeles, you knew that you, that you shared the city with Charles Manson and his family. Because that grisly, murderous night of mayhem and helter-skelter was all anybody could talk about. And for those of you who are too young to know what helter-skelter is, it's um, kind of like twerking, but with blood. And <laughs> it was really scary, really horrifying. And, and my parents, they were always going out on the town. They were always getting dressed up and leaving like in Mad Men, right? They just left me alone. They just went out. One night my father came in and he said, um, I want you to close all these doors and windows. I don't want these hippies to come in here and de-gut you. <laughs> you heard him. That was an option in my childhood to be de-gutted. And it, and it left a tremendous psychic scar on my life that has stayed with me forever. And, I, and I'm still very disturbed by, by, by hippies and long hairs and, and headbands and large candles and beads and bandanas. I just don't like any of it. But... Um, I was only 12 years old. I, 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 was, I, was a, I was a tween. I was a changeling. I was changing into a man. But childhood is a, is a place where your fears are disproportionate. They're huge. But then so are your goals. And, and that's where the magic can happen, in these goals. And my goal when I was a child was to own a gorilla um, or, uh, you know, a monkey or an ape, anything from the monkey ape gorilla family. I just wanted someone to, uh, you know, be able to play hide and go seek with, um, swim, uh, shoot dice, um, light ironing. And uh, my parents were these really emphatic kind of ghetto people from New York City, right, who didn't like animals at all. And my mother said, look, you will never, ever see a monkey walk through that door. <laughs> but something very magical happened. That... Christmas of 1970. You see, my uncle Ishmael, that was his real name, Ishmael, he was a trucker. And he had, his, he had his own flatbed truck, which meant that he could follow other people around who had flatbed trucks and pick up what fell off of theirs. 
And one day he was closing down this raggedy-ass Circus Vargas in the Hollywood Bowl parking lot on Highland. And he came across a monkey that somebody was throwing out. <laughs> a live monkey. Named Carol. Two R's, two L's. And we knew it was called Carol because it had its own cage with its name on it. And that is what changed the deal in with my parents, because they are emphatic New Yorkers. So they said, well, if it's, if it's free, <laughs> and it comes with a cage, what harm can it do? Well, Carol came to the house. I was so excited. Carol arrived on that flatbed truck on a pile of grapefruits in his cage. And when I went out there and greeted him, and I looked into those big round eyes, I knew that, that I would understand everything that monkey had to say to me. And that I would experience unconditional love. Well, the monkey promptly squatted, shat into its hand, and then threw it into my eye, <laughs> underpaw. <laughs> and from the shadow, I heard the ice clink in my mom's drink. <laughs> and she said, that's your monkey. I loved my monkey so much, and I stuck with my monkey while everybody turned against my monkey. Sometimes they even put a sheet over its cage. I stuck with my monkey when my monkey willfully and intentionally fucked my grandmother's mink hat, and I took the blame. Carol was my most cherished early Christmas present. But Carol was not the only unexpected visitor that season. One Christmas night, the Santa Ana winds blew too hard against the glass in cold, frightening Los Angeles. I had fallen asleep into a deep Christmas sleep, and I looked out the window and I saw a van pull up in front of the house, turn off and just stop. Nothing happened for 30 minutes. Nothing happened. And I thought to myself, this is it. This is my nightmare, it's going to come true. And I thought to myself, well, at least I made it to 12. Then I looked out, and, and, and the door opened up, and then finally this plume of smoke rolled out, and these hippies came out on wobbly feet and started slinking up to the front of the house. And as the cast of Woodstock approached, I, I, I felt vulnerable in my, in, in my Charlie Brown sleeping T-shirt. And I waited for the physical and emotional attack to begin. There was a knock on the door. 
and I heard my mother's voice muffled. I, I knew she was dead, throats cut. I, I, I had read the papers. But then I, I heard her say, grilled cheese sandwiches for everyone. Why was my mother giving protein to a serial killer? And then there was a, a blast as my father came into my room and he said, your cousin Chuck is here, come down. And I timidly followed my father down the stairs to see in the living room what appeared to be Mama Cass Elliot, Jim Morrison, and assorted long hairs devouring Christmas cookies. My cousin stood shyly holding a Three Dog Night album at the stereo, and he told us he was going to play a song for us that no one had ever heard before. Side one, song A. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink of his wine. And on that cold, windy night, everyone stood up and started to dance. My, my, my father grabbed my mother and they started to dance. I looked over and Jim Morrison, the Jim Morrison, was dancing the jitterbug with my grandmother on the coffee table. It was so extraordinary. It was so magnificent. The hippies and the long hairs were all singing along to choruses of joy to the world. Oh, the boys and girls now. And then the song was over and someone picked up the needle and put it back at the beginning and the song continued and the dancing continued. And there's something emblematic about certain California Christmas memories and, and, and here is one that is transcendent, rock and roll. And this is what made my monkey legendary. He came down, <laughs> hurtling down the stairs and went right up to the stereo and started dancing. <laughs> Had we forgotten? Carol was a circus monkey. And this was her cue. You know I love the ladies. Her arms, his arms outstretched like rubber bands, and he, he started picking off the ornaments from the Christmas tree. Love to have my fun. The monkey started to juggle. I'm a high night rider and a rainbow flyer, a straight shooting son of a gun. I said a straight shoot. I wish you were all there to have seen the expression on those stoned <laughs> on it, we found out later, LSD, hippies, and my, grandmother, my grandmother as Carol, my monkey, rightfully claimed the spotlight. Glee is a very good word to use because that's what it was. Pure happiness and glee because I was 12 years old and I was alive. <laughs> and I had escaped Manson's knife. 
and I had a monkey with talent. And as everybody danced, and as everybody laughed, and as everybody ate cookies, I looked at my family, I looked at these people, and all of their crimes, past, present, and future, seemed to just spill out and dissolve into the contours of the blue shag rug. And as Carol balanced an ashtray on his nose, it was as though I was looking into my future because I realized all the glorious things that could happen with music and with joy. And that Christmas, the last one that I was ever a child, I learned a very important lesson that I'd like to pass on to you all tonight. And that's that no matter how horrible your day is and no matter how scary your night is, everything can turn on a dime and with a knock on the door. Thank you. And that was Taylor McGrown. Brilliant man. Brilliant. Yeah, we're winding down. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, please stay tuned. I have some upcoming great shows coming for you. And uh, you want to check those out. They're going to be uh, upcoming. We've got uh, Mark Stevens from MindFreeApp.com. We've got pop breakout artist, Dichi, and uh, he's only 17. That's D-I-C-I-Music.com, Yoga for CEOs. Okay, that's executiveyoga.fit. All right, with Edward Vilga. All right, so you want to check that out. Thank you for tuning in today. This has been What's the Buzz in New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. And remember, tonight you can watch my cable show. Uh, three channels in New York City are worldwide on the Internet at mnn.org, mnn.org, Lifestyle Channel 2. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Be safe. Be well. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Do all those things. Be clean. All right. Big kiss. Bye-bye.